Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 218 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on April the 12th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Not much. You? I, I'm reading the uh, I'm reading the intro again this week. You want to get it 100% accurate. Exactly. Last week was just, a, uh, the last time we did this was just a little too much excitement for me. You're the little pack. Yes. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. we got so much news to go through. Like, so much news that, like, a 24-hour Disney news network would be stretched to be able to jam this amount of news into an entire day, let alone... A one hour plus podcast like we yeah it is it's been a lot it is a daunting task that we have in front of us especially in this time when disney news is dropping like coconuts off of trees i don't know why i went to coconuts does that mean we just have to talk really fast through the whole podcast yes well but you know what as i say that we're actually going to take a little detour because we are being joined by a guest this week oh i like that yes uh so Folks, I've talked about him on the show a little bit before uh, from The Theme Park Therapist, which is one of my all-time favorite YouTube channels. Please welcome my good friend, Dr. Nicholas Mercer. What's going on, buddy? Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I'm kind of worried. I don't think I can talk as fast as you guys, but I'm going to talk as fast as I can. That is 100% a lie. I've heard you talk very, very fast. It is years of Gilmore training. It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, like we are, we are Gilmore guys, not the podcast, but, um, and so you know, we we have learned from the great Lauren Graham how to and Alexis Platell how to talk very very fast. Um, so Nick, I wanted to like touch base. So, uh, Nick is a doctor of physical therapy, uh, aka when people are like, "Ouch," he's like, "Here's what you got to do," and then they don't feel like that anymore. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you your practice and like how you came about, you know, going to the parks a lot. I do have to say that is an incredibly accurate description and that should be on my business card. Not what is currently on it. Yes. absolutely. Uh, No, uh, no, no pride in ownership. You don't have to pay me royalties. (laughs) Uh, My name is uh, of course, Dr. Nicholas Mercer. I'm a physical therapist. Um, I have a practice located in Orlando, Florida, where I was born and raised and currently live. Um, it's called you improve PT, the letter U improved PT. Um, that's what we're all about improving human movement, decreasing pain so that, uh, everyone can get back to the activities they enjoy. Um, especially in, you know, our case, what we're talking about getting back to going to the theme parks for hours and hours and hours without resting, uh, without, um, having a lot of pain, um, without having anything that's going to keep you from enjoying your day because 
like I say at the end of every single video, pain is not magical. Yes. And, and so Nick's um, Nick's YouTube channel is the theme park therapist. Or basically what he does, and I think this is something everybody needs, because Pete, you know as well as I do, you're walking around the parks, especially as you're getting up there in age, your knees hurt, your leg, your back hurts, your neck hurts, your ankles hurt, like everything hurts as you get older. Um, yeah, I mean, it's true. There's Disney trips are uh... grueling. Yeah, there's no other word for it. Yeah. And so what Nick does is he goes around the parks and he shows you stretches that you can do that will help decrease your pains that you can continue on through the parks. So where'd the idea kind of come from? Uh, So, yeah, I, um, you know, love theme parks. I've been going to them since I was a kid being located in Orlando. That's um, always been kind of the height of enjoyment for me if someone says, hey, what do you want to do today? If you could do anything at all, I'd be like, all right, I want to go to a theme park. Um, Disney, Universal, you know, favorite ones right now are are Disney, especially Animal Kingdom. But um, yeah, I want to go to a theme park. That's the utmost level of enjoyment that I can do. So now that I'm old and have a little bit of money, uh, I am actually annual pass holder. So me and my girlfriend go all the time. We're there all the time. And I always, without... um, I always see people, they have a knee brace on, they have um, something, they're sitting down, rubbing their back, they're obviously limping because they're in pain, but you know, there's not much they can do about it now that they're actually there. There's no one there who's gonna, oh, maybe take some ibuprofen, rub it a little bit, see if it's better. Um, but yeah. there's, so, I noticed there's so much they could be doing in the parks. There's so many opportunities waiting in line when you're not really doing anything else. Um, when you're stopping to eat lunch, uh, when, you know, there's time to rest, even on certain rides during certain rides, there's so much stuff that they can do, um, during that ride to help mitigate, decrease that pain and improve their overall experience. And, It kind of came from, I personally, I had two hip surgeries when I was 21. I still get a lot of hip pain. Um, So that's how I got into physical therapy. And I don't want anyone to have their, you know, experience at the theme parks to be decreased because they're in pain. And if I could do something to stop that, um, I want to, I want to put that out there. Well, and you know, how often do you see like, you know, maybe mom or dad misses their kid's first trip on Pirates of the Caribbean because their knee is acting up. Uh, so they're going to sit on the this bench and eat popcorn while while you guys go do it. And they miss out on that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, by by implementing some of these things and, and I implement a lot of the things that you talk about in your videos in my theme park life. Like because um, so for those of you that don't know, I'm speaking from experience here because Nick is my friend and also my physical therapist because uh, he's also my seeing, which means Kung Fu older brother. He uh, he's an instructor at the Wallam Temple here in Orlando where I take classes and I hurt my knee uh, pretty badly um, during a practice and Nick was right there and Nick has like done like you know helped me improve my knee to the point where I can walk around the park for I mean you remember when I first heard it I couldn't walk like Mm -hmm. I was like done and um, I I was just I was a little worried but, um, you didn't seem worried. I was like, this can't be too bad because Nick's not super worried. But like, so you, you were, you were, you know, just stone facing it. Well, yeah, I mean, everything looked like it was in the right place. So, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, my kneecap dislocated. But, you know, an injury like that can really hurt your ability to, you know, walk World Showcase and stuff like that. So I do a lot of the stretches that, you know, Nick taught me in his office, but also that he that he teaches his videos. I've, I filmed a couple of your videos. My shadow was in your Star Wars videos. Yes, check out the the Star Wars one. We, I uh, cleverly hid that shadow mm-hmm. and then completely exposed it. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, you and you and your girlfriend, Alexia, have both been um, in some of the Morty Monster videos. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kind of, uh, you know, ping pong of each other. So uh, if people want to find out more about Theme Park Therapist, where do they go? Yeah, um, you can look up the Theme Park Therapist on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you want to learn more about the treatment side of it, the direct treatment, patient care, or um, if you're located in Orlando and you're having pain and you want to get some treatment done, you can check out youimprovedpt.com. That's the letter U, improvedpt.com. I'm always happy to, like, this is my passion in life. I love helping people get out of pain and back to the activities they love. So, um, yes, please feel free. If you have any questions, contact me. Awesome. All right. We're ready to jump into the news. Pete, you ready for the, you ready for all this Let's news? Let's do it. I mean, the news brought to you as always by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Just to look up Dave at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. All right. Worldwide news. It's time to go broad. And we're going to be here for a while because there's a lot of worldwide news going on this week. Uh, so first of all, I think the biggest news, Disney has relaxed its mask policy for the first time since it reopened in July 2020. This is exciting. I feel like that's a good sign. I think it is, too. I think it is, too. Uh, so Disney has today modified its mask policy for Walt Disney World to slightly loosen requirements for when masks must be worn at the theme parks. Specifically, the latest update beginning that began on April 8th, 2021, allows guests to remove masks when they are taking photos outdoors while socially distanced. Masks must be worn at all other times in accordance with original guidelines for the parks reopening back in July 2020. Exceptions include when dining or swimming and while actively eating or drinking, but must be stationary and maintain appropriate physical distancing this new policy will also apply when taking photos with disney's photo pass photographers who are stationed around the parks game changer yeah uh, this is a great sign now it is funny because you do get a bunch of congested photo pass areas like the hub like the front of the park in epcot but i'm actually hoping that they kind of use this as a way to be like, whoa, 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 so sorry, but you know, we're staying socially distanced for this shot. Mm-hmm. And maybe uh maybe it'll it'll work out better right. for pictures. Uh yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. You know, I photo pass nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I mean I was fine last year with getting masked pictures. It just is what it is. But uh, I think it's it sounds it's like a, a story idea. you get to tell like in the future. Yeah. Like this is the year yeah. that we all had to wear masks at Disney World. Yep. Um Nick, have you guys done the photos without masks yet? Uh, we haven't yet, um, but we do. We have seen people doing it, and we were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is very different." I'm used to seeing someone without a mask at the parks and being like, "Hey, no, you put that back on." Right. Uh, and now that I like, there's a group of people that are doing it, and I can't be mad at them. I can't tell if I like that or not, but <laughs> I do. It, it is a step in a, in a good direction, but um, yeah, definitely. Um, when I when I go and 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 see people with their mask off in the inappropriate places, I still get mad. So that warms my heart a little bit. Right, you got to get that <laughs> anger building inside yeah. you. It, it makes the Disney trip complete to be angry at other people. Uh, yeah, uh, we don't call it anger; we call it passion. Passion, uh, yes. 
Yes. Uh, you know, I I found that when I was there the other day, I was taking more pictures than I've taken in in a long, long time. Like I was stopping for photo pass pictures that I never stopped for. Like I stopped for like the Eiffel Tower picture because right. just because I was just like I could take my mask off and this is like fun. Um, but yeah, I, very very exciting. So speaking of new things that Disney is rolling out involving the face, uh, Disney is testing facial recognition technology for um for entrances so disney has begun testing facial recognition technology at the front of entrance of the magic kingdom the new system employs a touchless system that uh aims to eliminate the need for the fingerprint scanners that have been used for many years at the parks participation is optional and the testing will be available for the next 30 days uh through to april 23rd 2021 uh, to use the system, you need to remove any hats and glasses, but masks remain in. But masks can remain in place. Here is the full information from Disney on how the system is used and how the data is collected. At Walt Disney World Resort, we're always looking for innovative and convenient ways to improve our guest experience, especially as we navigate the impact of COVID nineteen. With the future in mind and the shift in focus to more touchless experiences, we're conducting a limited thirty day test using facial recognition technology. Uh, the technology we're testing captures an image of a guest's face and converts it into a unique number, which is then associated with the form of admission being used for the park entry. Participation in this test is optional. For those interested in volunteering to participate in this effort, please make sure you arrive with valid theme park admission and a Disney Park Pass reservation. Note, children under the age of 18 who wish to participate may do so with the consent and in the presence of a parent or guardian. So, clearly COVID hit. Nobody wanted to touch anything anymore. Biometric scans were all of a sudden a thing that you just couldn't do anymore. Uh, unless you're Universal, who is gleefully still doing the biometric scan, <laughs> which I was shocked about. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Although the CDC has loosened all the yes. you know, insane cleaning of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. facial recognition. How do we feel about this, Pete? Uh, listen, uh, first off, I'm pretty convinced that Disney has facial recognition to begin with. Oh, okay. You think big, you think big brother Walt is always watching you. I do. I do think to some extent. Now, I don't mean, um, you know, at where at checkpoints, but I think in the park they do. Okay. I think if you, if you're talking about a place that's a, that can ban people for life, mm-hmm. um, I think there's, I think they have ways of knowing who's in the park, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, putting it into turnstiles is a different thing. Uh, I'm fine with it. This is what's the difference turnstiles what is this 1997 i know i wish <laughs> that'd be great now they have facial recognition but you have to go through the turnstile yes like we give we give we take right. uh, <laughs> so nick have you seen this at magic kingdom yet have you been to i haven't been to magic kingdom in like two months i don't think so i we were blocked out for about two weeks yeah uh, so i've seen signs that say hey if you want to participate this is a thing now and i was um a little skeptical at first, but then I was like, oh, okay. So it's, it is kind of ironic that it's a facial recognition. Right. In a time where we all have to wear masks. Right. Um, I can see people like being weird about this. Yeah. Like, definitely. like, like, cause people are so paranoid about like, you know, like something where it's saying that like it digitizes your face and assigns it to a number that that's got like, like Merv 13 levels of like, you know, robot, overlords all over it pete i know but it's the same as when people are like oh my gosh now i have to wear a bracelet all the time that's going to track me everywhere (laughs) 
And now people are bummed out that Magic fans are going away. I, I mean, know. So here's it's what just you, the next level. So here's how it all works. Enter the facial recognition technology test lane. When you're ready to enter the park, simply enter the lane designated for the test program. Step two, remove accessories, but keep your face covering in place. Take off any hats, visors, or sunglasses before you approach the facial recognition test zone. Your face covering must be remained remain on at all times. They're just reiterating this. Um, step three, face the camera. Once in the facial recognition test zone, stand facing the camera and then position your valid park admission or magic band close to the scanner to activate the technology. The technology will then capture an image, which will be converted into a unique number that will be associated with your valid ticket media. And then you're all set. If you return to the Magic Kingdom during the limited test, consider entering and using the same designated entry point. Re-entering through the same lanes helps to better understand how the technology works. Now, the security, integrity, and confidentiality of your information are extremely important to us. We have implemented technical, administrative, and physical uh, security measurements the measures measurements that are designed to protect guest information from unauthorized access disclosure and modification so there you go there's you know there should be some good stuff happening kevin pete i have some concerns with this now that i've been able to think about it okay what we got they are going to put our faces on animatronics awesome and i cannot tell if i am excited about that or if I'm scared of that. Do you think it's like an animatronic that would be used like in a ride like for fun? Or do you think like this is the animatronic army that's going to be built to replace us? Why can't it be both? Yeah, I mean, why can't, you know, an invading robot overlord army also be whimsical and entertaining? I'm fine yes, I want to get stabbed by a bunch of tiny animatronics singing It's a Small World. That would be with with my best friend's faces on them. Right. So, yeah. If it's it, a dream come true. If there's a if there's a better way to go, I haven't heard about it. So, <laughs> all right, operating hours are being shaken up in the parks. Uh, updated calendars have extended the Walt Disney Park hours for all four theme parks for most days in April, May, and June. Hollywood Studios sees most days move to an 8 p.m. close time. It was closing at seven. Magic Kingdom. Uh, most days will be opening at 8 a.m. and closing at 9 p.m., which is an increase of four hours overall. Epcot is returning to its pre-COVID closing time of 9 p.m., with some days extending to 10. Opening remains at 11 a.m., however, for Epcot. So they're opening Epcot the time they open World Showcase, essentially. Because I, I get that they don't want everybody crammed into Future World, you know, when uh, World Showcase isn't open. It, has that ever struck you as weird, Pete, that they open World Showcase at 11? Has there Have you ever, like, gotten the reason for that? Well, I mean, I understood back in the day. Think about it in a pre-frozen world. You have an entire area of the park that is, for the most part, restaurants and shops only. Right. There's no real restaurant business from 8 in the morning until lunchtime. There's no point in having that be open, which is what it always was, you know? I mean, of course, you had, you know... You know, Mexico, of course, had a ride in it, but I mean, that was the only thing. They weren't mm-hmm. going to open the entire land for that. Um, that makes total sense. I mean, you're, it's time to listen. If there's one thing we've taken out of this entire COVID reopening, it's, you know, Disney is concerned about, you know, paying people to work park hours that aren't being maximized. Right. And uh, that's really the real reason for that. All right. Um, so park hours that that's good like nick i think a couple times we've tried to like make plans and we're like oh but the park closes at like six so yeah yeah so this should this should make life easier 
Yeah, especially for like annual pass holders who who kind of rely on, you know, oh, I have a half day, let's just drive out and then um, work in the morning, drive out, go for a few hours and come back. Yep. Yep. Uh, Disney Genie is still coming to Walt Disney World. Pete, do you remember talking about this? Disney Genie? I do. I feel like this was years ago. I know, right? So Disney Parks Chairman Josh DeMauro held a virtual presentation for the media and reiterated that the new Disney Genie app remains in Walt Disney World's plans. Originally announced back in 2019, it was literally years ago. Uh, We've heard very little about the project since, but we expect to hear much more in the coming months. The Disney Genie app for Apple and Android devices is set to dramatically change the way guests experience the parks and something that Disney is betting its theme park experience on in a big way. Here's how Disney described the Genie app when it was announced back in 2019. Disney Genie will make planning easier and more fun by providing customized itineraries geared to your interests right at your fingertips, from a royal princess-themed day at Magic Kingdom Park to a trip around the world at Epcot for foodies and even a perfect day for thrill-seekers. Certain features of Disney Genie will also be available through your preferred travel professional. So Dave Weikert of Magical Travel is going to (laughs) be working with the Disney Genie app. I love it. I'm just picturing like rubbing a lamp and Dave Weikert pops out like, what are your wishes? Oh, that's awesome. My wishes are for dining reservations. Oh, you got it. Um, So uh, sometimes you may know exactly what you want to do, but you may not know the best time or order in which to do it. You'll be able to tell Disney Genie what you'd like to experience, and it will quickly evaluate millions of options to present you with an optimal day. And best of all, it's flexible. If you change your mind for any reason, Disney Genie will re-optimize your day. Disney Genie can also send you real-time tips and updates, including recommendations for experiences and things you'll love, helping you navigate the theme parks with added convenience and comfort. If you don't want to worry about making reservations in multiple steps, Disney Genie will even take care of that for you. Pete, I feel like I rely on people's uh, people being unprepared for Disney in order to maximize my day, and I feel like this is going to help people a little too much. You think so? Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think that you know, much like your your encyclopedic knowledge of the fast pass system and how to bypass things, um, you know, has has was negated by my magic plus. I think this is gonna, you know, and I and I realize the irony of that statement being that we literally host a podcast that is listened to by tens of thousands of people a month that you know, you know, tells them how to do this stuff. So. <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's I, I like as someone who is really into the park, like I can't imagine I would ever need Disney Genie. Right. But you know what? It's there if you need it. I'm sure there's going to be things right. that like is that I, I don't understand this is a replacement for my Magic Plus or, or, or my Disney experience or if this is an entirely different thing. I imagine it almost has like pop up windows like, hey, now walk over there and do this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, So. Nick, this also seems a little big brothery, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to understand what it is. Is it just like Disney Siri or? Yeah, it sounds like that's what, exactly what it is. Well, I didn't like Siri in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's I, a little full of herself. I don't, I don't really enjoy her that much. Um, yeah, it sounds kind of like a, like a virtual assistant that will help you through your Disney day, uh, which also, you know, can, can, can gain sentience and turn on you. Well, I mean, if something, okay, I, I feel a couple ways about this. If it had a voice similar to Robin Williams and it becomes sentient, I'm okay with that. I'm completely, if it's going to tell me jokes and like be hilarious, even if I, you know, 
end up not being able to get any reservations throughout the day, no fast passes, but I just, I can just, you know, sit, sit next to Jungle Cruise and listen to a Robin Williams AI talk to me. Um, I would go for that. I just picture like, oh, 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 what's on your plate today? Oh, on your plate? How about to get some of this, some, some of this pot roast macaroni and cheese from over here? Oh, one good one for every 10. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like, um, yeah, I mean, with that, too. Uh, so my girlfriend is the one who normally, like, makes a reservation, does the fast pass stuff when it's a thing. And a lot of times it's like, hey, we want to go there. And it's like, oh, that's too dang bad. You There's just nothing left. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what that's going to look like. Yeah. yeah. I also don't know why that would change. You're still going to have people who plan far enough in advance that people using Disney Genie kind of like spur of the moment still aren't going to be able to do things also correct yeah all right uh mirrors is offering a replacement for magical express now obviously mirrors already like the buses are already mirrors buses but right we knew this was coming. yes but they are going to be launching their own version of magical express called mirrors connect launches january 2022 and will serve orlando international airport and the disney resort area (laughs) reservations can be made starting in may 2021 Although pricing information is not yet available. That's going to be the kicker. I'm really curious about this. Yeah. Mears is not known for competitive pricing. So. No. You know, Mears is the company that was like, Uber's taking all of our cab fares. Well, why don't you update your pricing to be more in line with Uber? How about we just get Uber banned from the airport? Like, that was Mears. Yeah. Um, Disney's previously announced its plans to end Magical Express. Um, in a statement, Disney said vacationers have more options to choose from than ever for transformation, or transformation, transportation, uh, including ride share services that save time and offer more flexibility to go where they want when they want. In light of the shift when Disney Resort Hotel, I love how Disney always like takes this thing like, when they're taking something away. They're like, we know you don't want this thing that yeah, you want. Great. You want options. You want options. You want to pay for other things that'll take you here. Never mind the fact that this has been built into your ticket and resort price since the beginning and we're not lowering those prices <laughs> but um so obviously pete this is a thing you're going to use yes so now here's the other thing do you think mirrors is going to pay disney for theming or do you think these are just going to be straight up mirrors buses just do straight up mirrors buses uh, at this point who cares right. which is funny because you know what so my next trip i'm gonna fly and which means I'm going to use Magical Express for the last time. Right. Which, honestly, I'm okay with because it's not the Magical Express that you and I both love anyway. Has it changed a lot over the years? I mean, just the video. Well, the Let's video, it, the, yeah. The video is not cool. Um, the, the that used to be is, the best part. The video was the whole reason oh my God. I liked Magical Express. I love the video. I loved it. Um, I don't. Do they not collect luggage anymore? They have not been since COVID, I don't believe. Right. So really, they're just giving me a ride. Yeah, I got to do everything it, else. It is just a ride. You're, you're taking care of everything else. Okay. Uh, now, Nick, I assume as an Orlando born and raised native, this is not a thing you've ever done. Uh, no, it's not. But I do know that a lot of people rely on it to get from the airport to the parks. Well, so now here's the thing. Now, as a, um, you know, as, as, as everybody's, all my friends, Disney friend who happens to live by the airport, I feel like the Magic Kev Express is going to start getting a lot more miles. Uh, that's what I Does always call get... when I pick my friends up. 
Does the uh, MKE get tipped at least? No, um, he gets tipped with quality time with his friends, basically. Oh, yeah. uh, I know, right? Such a jip. Quality yeah, time. Quality time with your friends. That's not something you can eat. Right? Exactly. Um, Magic Mobile Service is coming to Android this month. Speaking of things that are changing and being taken away, but the prices are still, you know, the same. Uh, this is the replacement for Magic Bands that rolled out for iPhone. Um, in a travel agent briefing today, so Dave Weicker found out about this, Disney confirmed that its mobile magic service will be coming to Android users later in April 2021 following the initial rollout to Apple. Disney Magic Mobile Service is a convenient and contactless way to access Magic Band features like theme park entry through the power of your devices. Uh, most features are available <coughs> by just holding up your smart device near an access point, just like you do with a Magic Band. You can choose to use Disney Mo- Magic mobile service or a magic band and can alternate between the two for added flexibility uh now are you guys like nick are you going to use this or instead of a magic band are you going to keep using a magic band i don't i mean my phone's probably not um advanced enough to do this but i mean the magic band is kind of a thing that i like to have it and feel it and when i feel it on me i associate it with being at disney which is like yeah pete i think a lot of people have that I'm really concerned about Nick's phone, but um, <laughs> I do wonder if the when the day comes that Disney's like, we're not doing magic bands anymore. What's that press release going to look like? We know that you don't want something sitting on your wrist all day, and we know that you want <laughs> options to use your own devices that you have an emotional we, We've heard to. from the fans that you don't want this. You know, we placed a microchip in your wrist because you asked us to. Um, no, Pete, my, um, my Nokia is working just fine. I got it 15 years ago, never broken. Um, I, it has snake and that's really all I need. Is that half analog? You're going to be where you'll be wearing a magic band to the day you die. (laughs) Yes. I know what analog is. Is it actually, but is that phone half analog? It used to be like half analog, half digital. He has no idea what that means. Uh, (laughs) Um, I, I think they might be, um, but like for me, like I, I didn't like wearing my watch and my magic band. So I took the puck out of my magic band and got a little slider that like, like connected to my watch. So my watch is now both a watch and a magic band. Okay. Uh, but now I'm just going to need my phone. Does it look like you have a watch with like a charm on it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, But the uh, so the my, my Disney experience has already been able to like unlock your room door for a while now, and that works pretty seamlessly. Right. That's why I didn't really understand like what the big deal about this is because you're using it to get into the park now. Yeah, but is, is that really? It's like one more step down the like. What's the difference? Yeah. I mean, we all knew it was coming. Using it for the park, using it for your fast passes whenever fast pass comes back, if fast pass comes back, when you have to pay for it. Um. So. Yeah, uh, most features are available by holding up your smart device near an access point, just like with a Magic Band. So, pretty easy to do. Resort news. We got a we got an interesting one for you here, Peter Mandel. Okay. Give Rumors of the Epcot Hotel have started to to surface once again. Have you heard this rumor? I have. All right. So, the Nick, have you ever heard the rumor of the Epcot Hotel? I have not. All right. Buckle up. The fabled Epcot Hotel has reared its head once again, this week with reports from Orlando real estate watcher Ken Posick. 
Via a YouTube report, Ken has identified a possible construction project that is in the design phase for Epcot Future World Hotel. According to the document on construction.com, the project began in August 2018, and most notably has been updated on February 4th, 2021. The resource is, typic- is typically used by construction firms to identify and bid on construction projects, so its appearance here is of note. However, it should be noted that we have not been able to independently verify, this is from www.magic.com, not being able to independently verify the authenticity of the document or its accuracy. According to the report, the valuation of the hotel is put at 50 to $75 million, and it is in the planning schematic stage. Alongside the hotel, the project type is described as having a swimming pool and miscellaneous recreation. Now, we've been following the possibility of an Epcot hotel for many years, but it has reached most, it reached most prominence in late 2017. At that time, Disney was considering multiple designs and ideas and locations, including both World Showcase and Future World, with the latter being favored to move forward. So this would be a hotel inside Epcot, essentially. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think, it, is it really inside or is it like, di- like directly outside? One Future World proposal saw a hotel being built close to the center of the park, near to the former Club Cool. Another at the entrance and other plans placed at the hotel at the edge of the park. I think the edge of the park would be what would probably be best i saw the i saw the schematic like the overview i should say and it did look like the edge of the park made the most sense yeah Uh, i'm fine with it i mean you think about what disneyland does with the grand californian which i love and they have their own theme park entrance yeah um it's great but i mean is this really that different than staying at the beach club but now would you stay at the future world hotel rather than the beach club like if given the option the opportunity Uh, well i mean there's part of me that would hope that everybody would want to stay at the Epcot themed one and I could go stay at the beach club one. That'd be great. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't rule it out. I guess it depends on what it is, you know? So this is with the design of world celebration seemingly confirmed. It would now seem safe to rule out a hotel development in the center of the park. Ken's research places the construction address <clears throat> to be closer to Soren on the Western side. Walt Disney World is already dipping its toes into the into integrating hotel stays with its theme parks with the upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which none of us will ever do. And hotels in very close proximity to the parks have already proven popular at Disneyland Paris and Disneyland Resort in California. We'll obviously never do it because it's going to be like three thousand dollars a person. So, right. Right. Um, OK, so let me just throw out an idea, though. If you put a theme please. park, if you put a hotel in the theme park, why would anyone staying at that park ever buy a park hopper? You have to go into the park to get into your hotel. That's true. What would happen if you stay at the hotel for five days and you only bought three days of park tickets? I mean, Are you not allowed to leave the hotel? I mean, I, you would assume like the parking lot is outside the park. Right. But like, like, you're not parking in like Imagine 35 to like go go to your hotel. Right, but I mean, the, the concept of putting a hotel in the middle of a theme park is just ridiculous. There'd have to be some kind of crowd control situation to make it. Right, and honestly, like... hotels are big. They're huge. Yeah. I don't think people want that in the middle of their theme park. Uh, the to way, with the, the way outside. people are flipping out about a couple of barges in World Showcase Lagoon, yeah, I'm tempted right. to agree with you on that. Unless you could stay in the barges. That would be something. Right, it's like if, an underwater hotel. What if that's what if that's the Epcot hotel? If it's an underwater hotel, I'm so in. You've no idea. Oh, for the yeah, how could you not be? All right, uh, no water park news this week. No Disney Springs news this week. And on that note, we're going to take a brief commercial break. Hear from a little bit from our sponsors. We'll be right back with a slew of Magic Kingdom news right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. 
your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier? Makes your trip planning a more fun experience. Tell me, it sounds like something I need. Absolutely, you need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008, and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney cruise line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture 
Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. And we are uh, sticking with the news here in Magic Kingdom. Never mind the Epcot music playing in the background from the former Wonders of Life Pavilion. But we're in Magic Kingdom right now. Uh, the decorations of the castle for the 50th have begun. I really like them. I haven't really looked into this. I assume they are they are in the process of transforming it into a giant pink birthday cake. I wish. Oh, I loved it. I mean, uh, Nick, were you there? That Did you go that year? Was I alive that year? It was 96, I believe, right? It was right? 97. You were definitely 96 and 97. Five years old. Uh, probably not, no. Yeah, I was like tw- 11 or 12, and I was there. It's um, funny. I saw, you know how they have, um, you can buy magic bands if you like book like a um, package. They have like special magic bands you can buy. Yeah. I clicked on it the other day just to see if they had anything good. And one of them is a pink castle cake 25th anniversary magic band. And part of me is like, who's buying this? Because it um, has it has become so it's so bad it's good now. Oof. What were you saying, Nick? You know, the one person who it's actually appropriate for, it came out like right when my girlfriend's twenty fifth birthday was. So she actually has it. Get out. She did so not buy that. That was like super convenient oh, for her. That's hysterical. Um, it, it's it's become like this ironic thing that like everyone loves to point to and talk. It's like it's like no one no one enjoys David Hasselhoff, but it's fun to like laugh at. Um, you know, maybe some German people like the castle cake, but you know, most people don't. But it's like an I'm ironic German. thing. I don't like it. Do you like David Hasselhoff? I do. Yeah. Um, okay, that, that makes sense. Knight Rider was awesome. Yeah, Michael. Um, you know, I was at uh, way off topic, but I was at a um, uh, Boy Meets World panel at MegaCon a couple years ago, and Ryder Strong was talking about. You know, Feeny Feeny was the voice of Kit on Knight right. Rider, and he said that like he he didn't know he didn't realize that Feeny was the voice of the car, and he said like one time they were in um, like a like a production meeting. And he, like the the showrunner's name was Michael, and he goes Michael, and he was like, "Wait, that sounds like the car." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, so over uh, the Cinderella Castle 
um, ribbons have started to be um, put onto the spires of the Magic Kingdom. The first of the ribbons is pl- uh, to be placed is located on one of the lower spires on the western side nearer to Liberty Square. So you'll see that. Um, the Another day, another Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover time frame being pushed back. This has been closed for over a year now. And according to the latest refurbishment schedule, it is the reopening date has now been pushed back to May 1st, 2021. The only thing I can think of is that they are really trying to drive um, demand for this ride. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. So in the comic book world, if they put out, let's say, like a miniseries, right? right? A lot of times, like, one of those issues will have... Um, oh, it'll be like delayed. Of course, it'll be an important one. Right. It'll be delayed for like two extra months and people will be furious about it and just angry. And then when that book comes out, people it. will buy it in droves. So the only thing I can think of is they're just really trying to create this buzz and demand for the, uh, you know, for the people mover. Yeah. I mean, it closed back in the first week of March 2020 and has not reopened since. Um, Nick, throughout our entire friendship, there has been no people mover. Hmm. Yeah. Is that a thing that I you guess. guys go on a lot when it's available? Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's one of our favorite rides yeah. just because it's so chill. Um, you can do some really good stretches on there too, cause it's nice and slow and smooth. Um, it's a good recovery ride, but also like the narration, the getting to see like basically every single component of that section of the park. Yep. Um, it's I don't I don't know. It makes no sense why it's not running. I haven't seen Progress City in over a year, and I'm a little concerned that it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Love Progress City, right? Uh, speaking of things that aren't there anymore, how about that for a segue? <clears throat> uh, they are currently removing uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom portals from the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So this is a thing that I really played around with wanting to like do, like do. Because it was free, the cards were free. I bought the spell book, like, yeah. and, and like there was a period of like a month where I was like getting cards every time I went in there, even if I didn't want to actually play. I would just get the cards to like collect them, and I would always try to get the, you know, whatever card was the special card at the at the the party that year. Which I guess that'll be do- done away with now. That there's no sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, uh, but yeah, it's it was always one of those things where I'm like, I really want to get into this, but I'll get into it later because it'll always be here. It you know. And well, it's also fun. why I'm okay with it going. I mean, we played it a lot, like when Ethan was little, but like not a lot, like compared to our Magic Kingdom day. You know what I right. mean? Like we were never dedicating like a day to go and play this on Nobody our vacation. Dedicates a day to playing it, right? Like you just kind of do well, it. I mean, as if you, you want to, right? But I'm saying if you want to like go through the entire map and finish it, it's going to take a little bit. Yeah, I never did that. Nick, did you guys play it? Uh, we had a day or two where we played it. I enjoyed just like getting the cards and seeing like the different designs yes. and stuff yeah that was the best part of it but it was always really cool when you held up a new card for the first time and saw the spell that it activated oh yeah or like there's so many people who don't know what those big circles on the ground are yes and then when they eventually figure it out and there's like an entire screen just hidden in what basically looks like a display case it's really cool so that was my favorite part it was very cleverly placed agreed yeah. agreed the location inside the Main Street Cinema is now behind construction walls as part of the refurbishment in that area of Main Street, USA. Launched in early 2012, the game followed on from the success of Epcot's Kim Possible Adventure and brought location-based gameplay to the Magic Kingdom, and now it's gone. Uh, the Main Street Confectionery <coughs> has temporarily moved into the Main Street Cinema for while it's being refurbished. 
Um, so in, you step inside, you'll find the usual assortment of mostly prepackaged items that were sold in the Main Street confectionery. Candy apples and Rice Krispie treats remain on sale, but you won't find things like cupcakes or fudge because that was in like that little refrigerated um, right. display case. Operating hours are from park open to park close, and the Disney collectibles and artwork that were previously on sale at Main Street Cinema are now available at Bonjour Village Gifts in Fantasyland, which I believe is the the Beauty and the Beast uh, store. Now, I don't know what happened to all the Beauty and the Beast stuff that was in there, but, you know, maybe that moved somewhere else, and then something else moved somewhere else, and everything's all shuffled around, yeah. Uh, at the Main Street Confectionery, some of the window displays are still in place, and others are blacked out. Signage in front directs guests to the Main Street Cinema. And a reopening date for Main Street Confectionery isn't yet available, but it runs through to at least mid-June. Along with new interior design, the store will be expanded into some of the neighboring space from the Chapeau. Uh, the new store will also feature more customizable options. Now, I'm really worried that when my delightful Main Street Confectionery reopens its doors, it's going to be like super like like artificial like world of disney style like that new kind of like streamlined look that they're going for everything that kind of saps all the character out of everything it's definitely possible yeah mm-hmm. um nick do you, you do you guys go to the uh confectionery ever every once in a while i i love going into shops that just have like food just um, to look at it yeah I, it pleases me to just see food and know it's there yeah. just in- but no one of our one of our favorite snacks is the rice krispie treats so that i was just about to say the rice krispie treat is my favorite thing in there because for some reason when they're shaped like mickey they taste better than regular rice krispie treats it's the white icing that is just covering the top of it yeah yeah probably <laughs> uh now in in further news the chapeau hat shop might be closed for good uh, because alongside the refurbishment, the Chapeau has closed its doors. Although not yet confirmed, its closure may be somewhat permanent as Main Street Confectionery expands its footprint into some of its space. It isn't clear if all of the Chapeau space will be used by the confectionery store or if it will just be part of the first room, which is closest. All of the hats that were sold at the Chapeau are now available at the box office gifts inside Town Square Theater. Um, I mean... This was this was one of those places where it's like this is where you go. This is one of the places you can go to get a embroidered uh, Mickey ears or something like that. Like it was one of those uh, places that you know it, it used to have this really cool Easter egg. There was a phone on the wall where you, if you picked up the phone, you could actually hear someone talking on the other end. Okay, but that phone hasn't worked in years, so that's really and it's got the checkerboard outside, which is my favorite parade viewing location. Do you guys ever notice the checkers board? No. Nope. There's an no. actual table with two chairs and a real checkerboard, and you could actually sit and play checkers. And there's checkers out there? There's checkers out there. I don't know how people don't steal them, but there's always checkers out there. Hmm. Yep, that's what I want to do at Disney. <laughs> I've seen people doing it. Um, <clears throat> all right, speaking of things that are being removed, again, these Jungle Cruise changes are starting, and, you know... On the one hand, I'm like, yay, new stuff. But then on the other hand, I'm like, we don't take my stuff. And Trader Sam has been removed from the Jungle Cruise. How do you feel about that? I'm devastated. Devastated. He was the head salesman of the jungle. I know. He was always offering that that two for one deal. Two your heads for one of your 
you, one of yours, you know. And then at Christmas time when he was Trader Samta, like I loved that. I loved it. Work is now officially underway on the changes to the Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom with head salesman Trader Sam being the first to go. Imagineer Zach Ridley, a.k.a. Satan, uh, posted over the weekend that guests may start to notice some monkey business along the river. I just blame him for Trader Sam being gone. Uh, And right on cue, we see the first signs of that today. Obviously, sales have been shrinking for Trader Sam over the past decades, so his removal is hardly a surprise. This is not a joking matter, www.magic.com. Will not have any of your puns. Murder has taken place. Changes and additions will be incorporated in phases over the next couple months, and it will not result in any closure of the attraction. I'm, I'm really going to miss Trader Sam. <sighs> yeah. Like maybe the cannibal jokes were a bit too much for people. I I, I know this sounds crazy. I'm okay with it. If you can't joke about cannibalism, what can, <clears throat> what what can you joke about anymore? Right. Really. I mean, you know. Did the whole stuff about like like having his wife for dinner or something like that or I don't know it was like a whole bunch of like really clever cannibal puns and I appreciate a good cannibal pun. As long as every single joke still sounds like it came from an out of touch father, I am I am okay. <sighs> Any changes they want to do? Is there anything they could take away from from Jungle Cruise that would upset either of you? The boats. <laughs> like if you had to swim through yeah, it, yeah, that would be a problem. That'd be a bit like, a, like a lazy river uh, jungle cruise. I would actually not mind that, like a nice like, <clears throat> tube. Um, I actually, I think one of the one of the most underestimated and least talked about parts of of the jungle cruise is that section where you actually go in and it's like super dark and creepy and yes, scary. that's my favorite part. If they like completely did away with that, I'd be really upset. No, the only part that would bother me is the backside of water, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, the backside of water would devastate people if that was... Like, if you took that out, I mean, it would just be really weird. Yes. I have, anything else can be swapped. I don't care. Um, Epcot news. Ready to head over to, to Epcot? Uh, club Cool is reopening. The coolest club in town. Club sure that is. I never have a problem getting into because I'm so cool. So... Uh, but it's reopening in a new location. It'll be over nearer to where Mouse Gear was, and we'll get into Mouse Gear in a second. Uh, but according to Disney Club, Cool, hosted by Coca-Cola, will celebrate Coca-Cola in a fresh new way while keeping the fan-favorite experience that invites you to explore tasty drinks from around the world. This space will also have some new magic to bring to the global experience of Coca-Cola to life for you. And Nick's actually drinking a Coke Zero while we talk about this. Are you doing that on purpose? Oh what? I'm sorry. What were we talking? I were just we talk- looked over there. You were with the Coke can. Oh, that wasn't intentional. No, of course not. Um, but uh, so yeah, Club Cool coming back. I I did not think Club Cool was coming back. I thought that was gone. Oh, I thought it was coming back. Why? People like it. Coke sponsorship. Disney doesn't pay for it. Coke sponsorship. Sticky. If sticky floors are your thing, you know, like if you want to know what it's like to walk around like you're Spider Man for a day. But maybe the, maybe the new pay. floors won't be sticky. You don't have to pay for those sticky floors. That's true. And I mean, I typically when I would go into Club Cool, it would typically be to buy something. Like I would typically buy a frozen Coke. Hmm. I usually go to try the terrible sodas. Yeah. Um. I like the Inca Cola. It kind of mm-hmm. tastes like bubble gum. Uh. Now you guys have had the Beverly, I assume. Of course. 
Yeah. You've done the Beverly Challenge? Yeah, it's it's disgusting. But I'm I'm pretty sure it's a mixer. Like, it's supposed to be mixed with, like, some form of alcohol. Like, that's why it's gross. It makes sense. <clears throat> uh, because, like, in um, in the Coke, uh, World of Coke at uh, Disney Springs, they have a drink called the Beverly's Revenge, which is the Beverly with, like, alcohol in it. Yep. Um, uh, so, in other news, Mouse Gear is no more. Yeah. I had a feeling you'd heard about this. and Yeah, I'm not happy about it. I was like, do I break this to him gently? But then you had no empathy for me about Trader Sam, so I was just going to be like, goodbye, Mouse Gear! Um, burn oh, it down! <laughs> but, I mean, here's my initial opinion. I can't really, of course, make a judgment before seeing right. the new, uh, what is it called, Creations? Yes, Creation Shop. Right, okay, so I can't really make a real judgment without seeing that first. Yes. Having said that, I mean... <sighs> I know. Why? Why eliminate it? Did you see the um, the artist rendering of what it's going to look like? It looks like World of Disney. I don't get it. I don't understand why eliminate a store that has um, so much personality. Yes. Why? Why be unnecessary getting rid of it? I don't understand. World of Disney was the same way. Had so much personality, and then they turned it into Target. But I get it. World of Disney's located in Disney Springs. It's an area where you get a lot of non-guests like rolling through. They're trying to sell you on the generic. We're not trying to do that in Epcot. Right? Right. Doesn't make sense. Giant gears on the wall, those are going away. Like I mean, mouse mouse gear hasn't been the, the same for a while. Yeah, but I think the hope was that it was gonna come back bigger and better than ever. And yeah. you know, now it's not. So according to Imagineer Zach Ridley, a.k.a. Satan, see, he took from both of us this week. Right. The guy, you know, the same guy that, like, got rid of Trader Sam is also burning mouse gear to the ground. Um, Zach Ridley, who I'm sure is a lovely human being, says, Creation Shop features a bold, sleek design that creates a perfect showcase for the rich variety of items you'll find as part of your Epcot experience. It will be an open, bright, welcoming environment with huge glass walls that allow sunlight to pour in and make you feel like you're in touch with nature even while indoors we are using color materials and light in new ways with some unique epcot touches that connect back to this park's storied past while looking to the future bold sleek all words that could be used to describe world of disney at disney springs <laughs> yeah not a fan uh the store I... oh good the way you described it just makes me feel like sweaty. Yeah. Cause like that, the reason I go indoors, especially in Orlando in the summer is to get away from the outdoors. Exactly. I don't want to see it out there mocking me, waiting for me being like, come back out here where it's humid. Yeah. Come out here where you step outside and just go, aha, gross. Yep. Out here where there's all these bugs and birds that are going to punch you in the face. Like, mm-hmm. these are things that I don't want. Um, I go inside to forget that there's an outside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the store will include a Mickey Mouse mural along the sidewall and homages to him throughout the interior. The the large dynamic murals will showcase the global contemporary icon that Mickey has become for generations around the world. So, all right. Uh, in further news, um, eventually it's going to get to the point where food and wine is just all year long. Uh, because this year it is actually starting in July. 
I, when I saw that, I thought of you immediately. Yeah, because every year we talk about how it creeps up more and more. It's so now. What is there a month and a half with no festival now? By the way, and I'm okay with that. Just Epcot, call it what it is. Yeah, just you know what the second Flower and Garden like ends, just start right. Food and Don't why do why do day. have like the week it takes or whatever it is to change over, but sell yourself as the festival park. Like that's fine. We all like this stuff. Yeah. I, so Disney is and look the taste of food and wine festival launched in July last year because that was when the park reopened and they needed something. Right. But this year, as Disney has announced the dates of the 2021 food uh, Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, this year's event begins July 15th and runs through to November 20th. Ooh, dang. Which is very similar in length to last year's festival. Most notably, Disney is not yet assigning it the taste of title, meaning that perhaps we might see the return of a full-scale festival for the first time since COVID-19. We don't yet have many details behind seeing a return of Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak Scavenger Hunt and the global marketplaces, including Canada, Greece, Germany, Hops and Barley, and Appleseed Orchard. So, um... Look, I mean, I'm not against it either. Like, I find Epcot boring when there's no festival going on. So, you know, it used to be like a period of like two to three months where there'd be no festival, but now there's, you know, just... Yeah, nothing. Remember back when there was only food and wine and it like started in like September? Yeah. And only went to like November? Yeah, it was like maybe eight weeks. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, Pete, what is your favorite festival at Epcot? Have we ever discussed that? I'm sure, oh, we have. Hmm. I'm sure we have. There are probably people out there like, I've heard you talk about this, you two men. But, you know, I don't remember. I do like Festival of the Arts. That's my favorite. I guess food. Yeah, honestly, listen, the festivals are a little lost on me as someone who doesn't really drink. And, like, yeah. I don't really buy, like, 400 flat art prints for my house all the time like um, a lot of it's just lost on me but right. i like that it occupies others is that yeah. wrong uh nick what's your favorite festival uh um i have to go with is it considered a festival the oh man i don't know what they're calling it are they calling it a festival of the holidays now yeah i like that one mostly because every time we go to epcot and that's like probably at least like once every two weeks uh, we go on the land and yes. it completely changes. I think what what people, um, a lot of people, you know, there's the world showcase that changes with the festivals, but the land changes with every single festival, like how they decorate it and everything. Um, and if you go on the land at night during the festival, of the holidays, it's just beautiful. So the lights everywhere, colorful lights with all the plants and everything. Mm-hmm. My favorite parts. Oh, well, I, I mean, you know, you, you showed me the holiday overlay of uh, the land last last year, and I thought it was absolutely stunning. Like, it's really fantastic. Pete, have you ever done that or gone on the land at night even? I've gone on it at night and I hate it. Really? Um, yeah, at night it's not really great, but it sounds like it would be great if there were like um, holiday lights. Oh, yeah. It's all lit up for the holidays. and. Like that the, sounds great. Yeah, like the big Mickey head has like a like a Santa hat on, and like it's it's neat. I like that. <clears throat> Inside the lab, they even have like the stockings with all the scientists' names on it and stuff. Uh, Hollywood Studios news: We have no Animal Kingdom news this week, other than there's a baby rhino and he's so cute, and I saw him. And Nick, you saw him the other day too, right? I saw his butt. It's adorable. I saw his face, and it was adorable. So together, we've seen one whole baby rhino, um, which is good because the baby hippo's gone now. He just became a hippo and they gave him to the <laughs> zoo. Um, time is what turns baby hippos into hippos. 
So remember that, folks. It's words to live by. Uh, but yeah, the baby rhino, baby white rhino is, uh, yeah, super cute, super cute, super small. Um, pretty sure I could take it in a fight at this point, Pete. Right. Definitely outrun it. Uh, I don't know if I can outrun it. It's got four legs. Yeah, I know. But he's got to probably pick up steam and stuff. I don't know. But the ostriches are right there by him and I'm not getting out anywhere near the ostriches. So. Well, I didn't say that. I, I'm just talking about that one baby rhino. Right. But I mean, again, like like when we had this conversation about the baby hippo. Every day that I don't fight the baby rhino, my chances of victory are less. Hmm, I got it. So, but I mean, you know, Nick has taught me how to fight over the last year. So maybe I can, I'm assuming you don't want me to use it against baby rhinos. No, I was going to say, I am on the baby rhino side. I am free. I am crushing my, my soda cans and everything and recycling everything to help save the rhinos. I'm not going to let you. I didn't say I'd, to, I didn't say I'd kill it. I just like you know it would know it was in a it would know it was in a fight. You don't know what's gonna happen. Adrenaline <laughs> takes over. You get a little out of hand. I'm I don't know. Maybe I know what's gonna happen. Kevin is not gonna kill that rhino. <laughs> also, also rhinos got horns. This is true. This is true. But the baby rhino's got like a little yeah, horn. That's it's fine. got like a nub. Yeah. Yeah, but the baby rhino is short enough that that horn is kind of targeted at a specific place on the human that body. That is very true. That nub would probably incapacitate very easily. All right. All right. Hollywood Studios news. Stupid baby rhino. Um, Don't uh, you call the baby rhino stupid. <laughs> this is probably the best news all week, uh, but it's but it's like simultaneously awesome and hysterical. Uh, sporks have returned to Batu. I'm in. Okay, but here's the thing. Visitors to Batu at Hollywood Studios can once again get their hands on the infamous spork. If they buy it. They have to buy it now. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um. So as of last month, Docking Bay 7 now is selling the spork for... Pete, have you seen how much they're selling the spork for? Is it $11? $10.99. Right. I'm in. I'm going to buy one. You're, well, this includes a travel bag also. Yeah, I like uh, the travel bag. It's got Arabesh on it. Yep. You could also get it inside the park via mobile order. Uh, although there is a quantity limit of one per guest per transaction for the Spork. Spork's origins at Galaxy's Edge go back to the opening days of Disneyland, where it was the default eating implement for travelers. <clears throat> Quickly became a collectible item because people stole it uh, and ultimately moved to something that had to be purchased. Since that availability has been limited. So now I remember when Galaxy's Edge fir- first opened up. The first time I held one of these sporks, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I love this spork. I, I, I want it. But, you know, I'm not a thief, so I didn't, like, steal the spork. But a lot of other people didn't have that level of chill and were stealing the sporks, which is why the sporks got taken away in favor of regular old forks. Right. But now it's back, and Disney's like, you want it so bad you can pay for it, because we all know you're I'll taking it one. home anyway. $11 for a spork? You're going you're gonna to do that? I mean, I booked a uh, trip to Disney World, so if we want to talk about useless money spent, right. I'm pretty sure there's some fun somewhere in that trip way worse than the $11 for a Star Wars spork. Nick, I watched, your, you, I watched the roller coaster of emotions cross over your face as I told this story, because when I was like, sporks are back, you were like, yes! And I'm like, and they're 11 bucks, and you were like, no! I have no connection to the sporks, but I am just wondering, like, does a lightsaber come out of the spork? Does it come, which part does the lightsaber come out of? <laughs> the, the, 
Thus, well, if you spend two hundred and eleven dollars, right, then you, you can, can a build a lightsaber, and that, that goes right next to your spork, and they're all kind of themed the same Galaxy's Edge way. So can, that's. I just want a lightsaber that I can go like that, and then steal someone else's food. That would then, be good. Like, remember in yeah. in the Family Guy uh, Blue Harvest episode, he had like a little lightsaber cheese knife. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that was one of those things where I was like, oh, I want that. <clears throat> Uses a cracker barrel cheddar. All right. Um, and that's the news this week. Hey, what about this? Um, what about this? Series? We're not going to talk about the the real Disney news this week. What was the what re- about this real lightsaber? Okay. I don't have enough information about this. Like, I thought no one that, does. I thought that was an April Fool's joke. It isn't. I've seen the. Um... Oh man, my buddy Dave sent me the um, the patent for it. All right, walk me through. What, what, what do we got here? Dude, no one knows. All we know is at the end of whatever meeting that was, who was it? Is it Josh tomorrow? Who yeah, like Josh, literally pulled out like a lightsaber and it like lit up and extended. No one knows. I mean, so it's like the plastic lightsabers that they currently have, which you know, no, supposedly. And then he said it's real. Well, I mean, it's not a real lightsaber. Can we stop calling it a real lightsaber? Because, like, unless it can chop off someone's head, I'm not going to call it a real lightsaber. I'm going to find, I'm going to send you this uh, patent information that we found. Okay. Well, my friends, I'm I'm trying to find it now, but we send so much stuff. It's a problem. The hospitals are already overloaded with COVID patients. I don't think we need lightsaber wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this also wouldn't be anything that people can touch or use. This would be much more like attraction based, right? Oh, you so you don't think this is going to be like a a thing you could do in the build your lightsaber? Uh, Absolutely thing? not. No, no. Like, uh, it, uh, there's no way. This is really probably more to meant me. It just for... looked like a plastic lightsaber that like was able to extend out of nothing. It no, re- it's really out of nothing. I figured it would just be like out of the handle. But I mean, the handle's only like this big. Is it just a, a fancy telescoping lightsaber? Like the old ones we used to have? Maybe. I don't know. It better not be if he's like, you know, calling it a real lightsaber. I mean, I've seen these like YouTube videos of guys that claim that they've built a real lightsaber. Like it's like they have to wear like this like big backpack and it's like a piece of like superheated metal essentially. Yeah, it's like the original lightsabers where they had like a battery pack on the back with yeah. a cord to the handle. Exactly. But I mean, I don't know. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. You want to know what I'm in for? Sporks. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Right, right-handed only sporks. By I, the way, are they real? Yeah, I guess they. And as a left-handed I, person, I, I I've seen left-handed people complaining that the spork is right-handed only. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a problem for me. But have you been watching Mighty Ducks Game Changers? I have not. What? I haven't. It's Mighty Ducks with Lorelai Gilmore. I know. I thought about putting it on while I was at work, but I feel like that's not cool either because I'm not really paying attention to it. I mean, are the, are the Bash Brothers in it? Uh, not yet, but I have a feeling that a bunch of the old ducks are going to show up in a future episode, which I'm sure if they are, Fulton Reed will be one of them. But have you been. Um... Have you been to the uh, Mighty Ducks Hotel in All-Star Movies? Um, I've walked through the area. Uh, I've never stayed at All-Star Movies. I've only stayed at All-Star Sports. But I, I want to stay in those rooms, but everyone's like, those rooms are terrible. They're never updated. Uh, but I really like the pool. 
Yeah, no, the pool is really cool. I mean, uh, it's a hockey rink as a pool. Like I'm in. You got a goofy as the goalie. Oh, nice. Like a, a goofy statue. Well, that reminds me of like the one that they have at All Star Sports, which is like um, goofy. It's like a it's like a baseball diamond, and goofy is in the middle. There's a statue of goofy in the middle of it, and he's the pitcher. Yeah, it's basically the uh, similar, except he's the hockey goalie right next to a pool. So I like it. I like it. I mean, the show has been very good so far, Pete. I'm I'm very, I'm going to get to it as a, you know, it's moving a little slow. Um, you know, like Gordon Bombay is still in like the I, I hate hockey and I don't like kids phase. Is so. this um is this a weekly release? <laughs> yeah, it comes out every Friday. So my okay, fr- so I should just wait till till it's out. No, you should watch it along with everybody. I'm probably not gonna do that. You watched Falcon, ha- Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm sure. Yeah, but that I mean, of course, that's my job. Yeah, but Mighty Ducks is also your job. No, no one here is watching that. Well, no, no one. Like, I haven't found someone yet. I'm about to be in New Jersey for a week, and I'm going to walk in, and I'm going to be like, I watch Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and then you can't and say And everyone's going to be like, what is that? Some kind of show? It's got Laura Light Gilmore in it. Emilio Estes. He hasn't acted in forever. He's been retired all this time. He didn't even, he didn't even do D3 besides a little cameo. <sighs> Come on, guys. What I gotta do? You co-hosts that like Mighty Ducks. I like I Mighty like, Ducks. I just haven't I, seen Game Changers. Uh, well, then we need to make like a night to like watch Mighty Ducks Game Changers because it's a game changer. I got I got a lot I got a lot of shows on that plate right I now. I know you do. I know. I got so many, so many shows. I know, and you know, it's made me want to rewatch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I watch Gilmore all the time. I mean, so. yeah, I mean, like, I gotta, I gotta get back into it. Um, all right. Well, anything else we wanted to bring up this week, Pete? Anything? Real light, real lightsabers. Real I, lightsabers. I mean, you know, in non-Disney news, the Snyder cut was garbage. I uh, loved it. No. Yeah. All right, folks. This is the last episode of Two Men and the Mouse. I thought uh, it was great. I can't believe you just said that. I really did. What what part did you like? The five minutes of Superman screaming? Did you like the three minutes of the of the Icelandic woman smelling Aquaman's sweater and singing? Yeah, I didn't weirdly? mind that. I, I get that you're watching probably like three hours of movie and an hour of like indulgence of putting every like film strip they had into it. I don't know. I thought it was cool. You like the, the, the point sense. the pointless four three aspect ratio to preserve the artistic vision of Zack yeah, Snyder. Do you like it's, Wonder it's Woman? Do you like Wonder Woman saving a museum from being blown up by blowing it up herself? I mean, the people survived. Yeah, but these children. She the guy's out of ammo. She moves at the speed of sound. She can literally just walk up and punch the guy out. She instead chooses to blow up the museum. And liquefy a man in front of a bunch of children. And this little girl's like, can I be a murderer like you? You can murder anyone you want to, sweetheart. Come on. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind that. Come on. That was good. Lois, uh, it's a good thing. It's a great cyborg story. Cyborg legit? story was good. Cyborg story was good. But it's, it was it's, nice seeing it's. I'll take as much bat flack as I can get. My yeah, but life. I would like a Batman that like is Batman and plans for things. Like in, at least in the Joss cut, he like has Lois like in the wings. Like, hey, we're gonna bring him back, and like this might not go well, so we're probably gonna need you in this. Thank goodness she was there to bring a cop a cup of coffee. Otherwise, everyone would be dead. 
You don't think Batman knows what she does on a daily basis? No, I don't think Batman, Batman. I don't think Batman is is lining this up with Lois Lane's daily routine. Oh, just because Batman's all about the coincidences, and, right. and does and doesn't tell doesn't tell anyone anything about what's going on. Superman's like, well, I mean, I'm I'm sure they brought me back for a reason, right? Like, I should probably go check that out. Never mind the fact that he's Superman and can hear them fighting Steppenwolf. It's Sokovia, Russia, whatever the heck it is is there anything worse than in the original cut when superman makes that weird comment to batman about like making him bleed or whatever oh that's which means that he remembers the entire their entire friendship and thing and he's gonna kill them all anyway (laughs) that that is that is in fact terrible odd like you i remember watching that for the first time being like what i don't understand why this is happening no that's that that is also terrible but i mean how about the fact that every single like since man of steel and he was just like, I can't believe everyone is so like, so hung up on the fact that fifty thousand people di- probably died in this fist fight. That now every time they have to fight someone in one of these movies, it's like, oh, thank God, this is the abandoned part of the city. Well, I get that. I understand why they do that. How about you just have them save people? How about you just have superheroes that save people? Like that random family in Russia from the original. Look, cut? look. I mean, nothing. Nothing in their pickup truck. Oh. Yeah, uh, that was terrible. But the scene of Superman carrying the hospital was was pretty cool. Come on, Snyder cut, not bad. No, bad. No, I really I enjoyed jo- it a lot. Look, Joss Whedon's Justice League's bad too, but that doesn't make the Snyder cut good. I I thought I thought it finally I made sense. All the parts like actually. <sighs> oh, ran it makes together. sense. It like when nice. Darkseid just forgets where the anti life equation is. There's one planet in the entire multiverse that has ever defeated Darkseid. It also just happens to be the planet that has the one thing in all the multiverse that he needs. And he just kind of forgot where it was. Oh, Earth! I had Darth written down. That that explains. I mean, it. Boy, is they, my face red and not from my Omega beams. It's a large galaxy universe out there. You it's know the I mean? one planet. You think he? You think he'd go on his iPhone and, dr- and drop a pin there? Like well, this is where the one Apple thing Mobile. that I need is. How do you know? How do you know that that's the only one? It's the. It. They say it's the only one. It's the only planet to ever defeat him. And it's where the anti-life equation is. It, 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 is this is this still the podcast? Uh, yeah, sorry. And sorry. it was like thousands of years ago. <laughs> sorry, we we didn't. Uh, <laughs> we got off no, track. I was, I was enjoying it. I was just wondering, like, oh, am I supposed to be here? Or? <laughs> no, this is this, this is the end of Two Men in the Mouse, where we typically just talk about random things, so that people have okay. the option to just turn it off. <laughs> be my guest i was enjoying it oh man dude i like four hours four hours of just of just an egomaniac's hissy fit i, I like I, I know no no i would watch i would watch i would watch two showings back to back to make four hours of the last jedi before i ever watch this again oh no way this, yes no yes Stop. no everything Stop. you hate about the last jedi is in this movie Listen, you were going to, you were, well, that's not true at all, actually. Um, You were going to hate this movie no matter what. No, I really wanted to like it. No, you didn't. That's a bold-faced lie. I know the kinds of movies he makes, and that is not my typical fare. Right. You weren't going to like this no matter what happened. I can't believe you liked this movie. Like... I was like, I did. Re- that was pretty good. I couldn't wait to like commiserate with you about it. Like the day that I watched it, you hadn't watched it yet, and I texted you like, "It's butt." Like it is just butt, and you were like, "Oh, okay, I gotta watch it." And I really was assuming you'd be like, "Oh, this is bad." No, I liked it. And the the scene they filmed at the end, 
Which oh oh no 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 that pointless Joker scene. Like I want that movie. Please no! give me that movie. Who wants that movie? I do. Who wants evil Superman? I I don't. I don't want it. I don't want evil Superman and weird seagull Joker. Uh no, I'm cool with it. Let's All right. do it. Honestly, let's look at what DC's given us. This is like one of the better things we've ever gotten. It... No, no, it's not. Shazam was good. Shazam, Shazam was, was good. good Aquaman but... was decent. The first Wonder Woman was okay. Yeah, this... the first Wonder Woman was great. This was not good. So, All right. All right. So we're going to have to end the show now because I'm like really riled up. So, Nick, thank you for joining us and for sitting through <laughs> that that little like argument um i too have seen shazam and enjoyed it yeah shazam is great. everyone enjoyed shazam oh yeah no everybody everybody but zach snyder probably uh because people smiled and and there were like things that made sense um <clears throat> so it, like there's things where like kids love superman in it you know which you know that's not allowed to happen um but so nick the theme park therapist youtube instagram facebook it's all over there tell people one more time where they could find you you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. It's all over there um, at, <laughs> at The Theme Park Therapist. Um, you can also go to thethemeparktherapist.com if that's easier. That'll I think right now that just takes you straight to the YouTube channel. So um, if you're a fan of just typing something in and then being where you're supposed to go, uh, do that. Um, and then if you, again, are in Florida or um, are going to be traveling to Florida and you have some issues that you'd like to get taken care of, um, you can go to youimprovedpt.com. That's the letter youimprovedpt.com. And we can uh, figure out if physical therapy will be good for you. All right. Well, folks, without any further ado, that's going to do for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you love our buddy Pete Mandel over there at Rogue Comics, despite his love of the Snyder Cut, if you want to stop in there and let him know how bad you thought the Snyder Cut was, stop in at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Buy something while you're there, though. Don't just stop in to, like, By the way, the reaction Snyder to the Snyder Cut has been overwhelmingly positive. People based their lives around this release, the Snyder Cut. They were going to like it no matter what. That's, you know that's not true. No, no. I you know how many people don't like those movies yeah but they all thought this was going to be good and they all said it was going to be good for years and so when it was bad they had to be like someone tells me that avengers endgame is bad i laugh at them because i know that avengers endgame is good someone tells a snyder fan the snyder cut is bad they fight you they fight you with every amount of venom you know i didn't think it was going to be good yeah no that 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 is what's surprising me here uh, folks, if you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world or Universal Orlando Resort, please check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. And also, folks, if you're going to be renting a crib or stroller on your Disney vacation, check out our buddies over at KingdomStrollers.com. We'll rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And for me, folks, uh, Ross and Auntie, Wrath of the Faithful is now out in audiobook form. That means Ross and Auntie, Decimation of Cassid, Wrath of the Faithful, all out on audiobook. Plus, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel. You can get them all on Audible. Uh, you can get them for free if you've never had Audible before by doing an by going to audibletrial.com. You can get one of them for free anyway. Um... So, uh, folks, uh, without any, without, and of course, uh, the Morning Monster Show, check it out, youtube.com slash Morning Monster. We just had a whole bunch of videos from Festival of the Arts. We're going to be going to the Flower and Garden Festival soon, so stay tuned for more of those. Um, 
All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us again this this week. Uh, Pete, any closing words? No, I hope we get to do this again soon, though. Yeah, me too. Uh, next, uh, When I get back from New Jersey next week, it should be fun. So, uh, Nick, any closing words? I have also seen Shazam and enjoyed it. <laughs> folks, uh, thank you. Uh, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. And we will see you next time on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.